It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 547 of Fluorescing Radio Live. I'm Kyle Brackey. Last time this week, we'll be joining you. JD Raider to my left, Ben Askren in Wisconsin. Ben, what's going on this morning? Okay. But you know what? The Chiefs are finally good, so I'm happy for all my Kansas City friends. Yeah, they're very good. They have uh, the best quarterback in the league. Just got paid. Yeah, he's got paid big time. And uh, nice. they're absolutely the favorites to uh, to run it back, as Pat Mahomes said last night. Um, so are, are you, you're a Packers fan, though, correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm a Packers fan. So the Packers, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the link. I'm I'm in the dock right now. I'm gonna send you the link. The Packers are all the way down there at plus thirty nine hundred. Are they really that bad? Because that that seems really like really a low one to me. No, I don't. Um, I don't understand that. They were they went thirteen and three last year and made the NFC Championship game. But okay, everyone is saying that they can't do it again just because they, they had a lot of close games last year and they won yeah. the majority of them. They got lucky a lot and everyone last was, year. <laughs> they, got, they got so lucky last year. <laughs> just these other teams were just like just handing them games. No, it, they won a bunch of close games. And that's that, what you got to do, right? That's true. And usually in the NFL, though, doing that two years in a row is, is hard. But at the same time, when your quarterback's Aaron Rodgers, you can do anything. So... Many many haters and losers out there do not believe in the Green Bay Packers, and that's fine. Did you get that? Did you get that link I sent you? I had to, I didn't look in the doc. I was checking on oh, something. Oh yeah, oh, yeah I'm, no, I'm looking right now. I, I want to see how you feel about these odds because um, the, the Packers are really bad. There's some. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are much higher than the Packers, and and DFL is uh, the Washington Football Giants at plus twenty one thousand five hundred. The Washington Football Giants. <laughs> I, I give them a nickname. They need a nickname. <laughs> There's already a team nicknamed the Giants. Well, F it. We need two of them. They, they, what are you going to call them? They don't they need They're a the Washington football team. I'm just going to no, call them. Du- I'm just going to call them Washington. I expect it, actually, if they just keep that. 
so dumb. Looking at these odds, they're pretty good. The Ravens are really good. They kind of choked in the playoffs last year. Give me the Ravens plus 600. Um, as much as I don't like to say it, I think the Cowboys are going to be really good. Mm. Um, Toss a couple pills on your Packers, man. Yeah, seriously. That, I didn't realize they were that high of odds. Yeah, I mean, invest in your players. A, plus plus thirty nine hundred. That's 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 thirty nine to one. I mean, Kyle, you bet you know a thousand bucks. You come back with thirty nine thousand dollars if they win. Yeah, seems like a worthwhile bet. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just go ahead and do that right now. Um, Boom. No, it, that's super interesting. I didn't realize. That that was their odds to win. Uh, everything else looks good though. The 49ers from the Super Bowl last year come back. Patriots might be. That seems a little high to me. Losing Tom Brady, um, and you don't know what Cam Newton's going to be. Steelers have Big Ben back. The Chargers. Wait, I don't understand. Oh, Tom Brady. He doesn't play for the Patriots. He's for the right? Bucks now. He plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh my goodness, that's wild. Isn't and it? Gronk teaming up again. Yeah, Gronk. But he's really too. old though, right? Brady. Yeah. Yeah. He's in his forties. Yeah, yeah, but he's that's like for football. he does some Kyle Dake type stuff. Yeah, uh, so he like lasts forever. <clears throat> TB12 method. Yeah, the TB12 method. He's got this okay. uh, crazy trainer guy named Alex Guerrero, who uh, a lot of people think is just a total fraud, but Tom believes in. So no relation to Eric. No, no relation. None. <laughs> All right, we should probably talk some wrestling. Uh, my tweet last night was just joking because I know Ben doesn't care or really watch football at all. Uh, so, and I, I think most of our, our fans know that, but we did get some funny questions we, we can get to later. Um, so I guess starting today's show, kind of people hear me cause people said I can't, they can't hear you're me. You're good. You're good. Okay. I'm good. All right. Sweet. Um, so starting today's show kind of same vein as we did yesterday. Um, we got a little bit of reaction from, from John Smith and Dane fix Oklahoma state put out. Uh, a statement through their athletic department and had just a short little quote from John and Dayton. So uh, we'll go ahead and, and read that to you. And I think Tyler has it pulled up here, but uh, I pre- uh, this is John. I appreciate the panel's thorough review of Dayton's case, which clearly showed he did not intentionally violate anti-doping rules. I've known Dayton since he was very young. And I know that purposely taking a banned substance is not something he would do. And then Dayton, said, I would never knowingly take an illegal substance to improve my performance. We have our resolution, so now I can move forward with a clear goal to work toward. I'm thankful for the support of Coach Smith and everyone at Oklahoma State during this time and look forward to making them proud. Thoughts? Boom. Well, I, mean, I, I don't know what else you'd say as a coach and yeah. athlete. It's about what you expect. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot there. Um, I guess I wasn't sure. If we would hear anything from them on it, um, yeah, still no resolution on it. If anything, that makes it sound like maybe he will compete. Well, yeah, I was about to say just because they have that. Seattle compete, compete down in the article. It said definitely competing at uh, in the NCAA season and the trials. I believe it said. Yeah, it said uh, the possibility remains that Fix can compete for Oklahoma remains. State this season and be eligible to compete in the 2021 Big 12 Championships and NCAA Championships, which typically happen in March. He would also be eligible to compete at the U.S. Olympic Trials, which typically happen in April. Which we knew all that. Um, no resolution on Olympic redshirt 100% or if he will take one or compete or whatever. But... So I guess we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't think there's anything else that they would have said in that 
statement. So uh, not all that much to, to glean from that. Um, and I think we move on. And I, I hope either Dayton actually didn't do it or he learned his lesson, one of the two. And uh, I can keep cheering for him. Agreed. Totally agree. Uh, and then the other big news that we, we've been teasing uh, since Tuesday's show, uh, the big news was coming. And that is the main event for Beat the Streets. Yanni Diakmahalos, two-time Interval Champion, two-time Cadet World Champion, taking on Vladimir Kintrasvili, Olympic champion from Georgia. He's been over here in the United States for a while uh, training. I've seen some pictures of him the past few weeks. But they are going to headline the Beat the Streets card September 17th. This matchup, yeah, uh, very cool. Awesome. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think this is the one we kind of knew it was coming. We couldn't say anything. We were waiting for it. Uh, Beat the Street is putting together a very good card, six matches. I'm pumped for it. I know they're stressed out. I just talked to them yesterday because they're like, you know, there's so many things that could go, go wrong in the next, what, 10 days or however many days we have left mm-hmm. until the event. Um, it's only one week now. So one, one week from today it's happening. Um, and I know they're a little bit nervous, but we can see some good wrestling. It's going to be great matches. Um, Yanni versus I, man, this guy's name is like the what? Can someone tell me how to actually say it? Because it's the worst name for me to pronounce. Kinchikishvili. Kinchikishvili, yes. Uh, I think it's gonna be highly technical. And I can tell you, I was at Beat the Streets last year. Um, the damn roof when I, I was so I don't know if you guys remember the walk-ins we did, but I I walked in from up into the crowd, and so I was up in the crowd when Yanni wrestled Bajrang. Mm-hmm. The, the flip of the roof was going off. It was so cool. I mean, I know I was supposed to be focusing on wrestling and whatnot, but I was really into the Yanni Bajrang match. <laughs> um, and, and the crowd was really into it, too. I mean, that, that place was literally well, insane for the Bajrang Yanni match. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. I don't think there's going to be a lot of fans there. Yeah. It's highly yeah. unlikely. But it goes to your point that the people love Yanni. Um, yeah. There's something there that they love yeah. him. Yeah. Yanni. And then actually, I think the other. Like loudest cheer that night was for Nick Seriano. Um, you think so? Yeah, when he when he like got the, the got the points to beat Cologne, and then at the end when he finally won, yeah, it was really loud for him as well. Um, yeah, New really, York, New Jersey area, right? They, they both had a lot of fans there for sure, but there's also something about both those guys that people gravitate towards. Um, yeah, absolutely. so I don't remember though. So I don't remember that being that loud. Um, I remember the Yanni thing being far and above kind of every everything else that happened that night. Um, and it, but it was, in all fairness, it was the only um, I'm wrong, only American versus foreigner match. Um, so obviously it does make it a little easier. You know, say like Jaden Cox, Patrick Brookie. You know, that's a Jersey kid versus an American hero. It, it makes it you know hard to cheer too there hard were, one way or the other. There were a couple of U.S. versus Canada matchups. There were well, no one yeah. gets excited about Canada. They suck. I, I know. <laughs> well, also, no one internationally was there on the level of Bajrang. Like all the people that were there from Canada or wherever, they weren't. Uh, true, yes. Nowhere near Bajrang. At the level. time, Bajrang was number one in the world, I think, wasn't he? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this should be. And that was off. right. Right after. Sorry, Kyle. That was right after Yachty went on the heater at the U.S. Open. I mean, you yeah. know, if you think back, you know. I, hindsight it makes it a little different but if you think back Yanni had the NCAs that he went down to the wire with Ironman he went down to the wire with McKenna some questionable calls and he came off the injury and we're like okay is this that you know is Yanni gonna make the progress all of a sudden at US Open he just kills everyone and you're like oh did okay, where, did, where did that on arrow J.O. Zane 
Is yeah. That his and your quarter like, semi yeah. final run. Yep. Yeah. And you were like, where did that come from? You know, we didn't, we didn't see that coming. I mean, I, I would have said he could compete with those guys, but I was not picking him over Molinaro or after over Oliver at the or, or, or Zane at that point in time because of what I saw at NCAs. So he goes and does that to the Americans. And then literally, I mean, I think with 10, I think it's 10 days later was the beat the streets from the U S open. He goes and beats the number one guy in the world. That was just like, it was kind of like the birth of it to me. It was like the birth of a star a little bit. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And then that set up the wild, uh, wild final X that he would, he would have with Zane. Um, but yeah, this is another great opportunity for Yanni against. Like, I'm so interested to see just what even like positions these two get into because I just really have no idea. Like most matches, you kind of have an idea in your head. Like, okay, this guy's going to do this. This guy yeah. defends this well, whatever. But with wh- how these guys, these two wrestle, it's hard to even forecast this match. Agreed. Because mm-hmm. y- Yanni can wrestle in so many different positions. I mean, I think one of the interesting things to me is, uh, I, man, I can't say, I know he's bigger now. I know he wrestles at 65, but historically he's wrestled at 57 and yeah, 61. He... So will there be a size difference in this? Mm, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what the weigh-in rules or what weight they're even signed at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chikashvili definitely has not been the same guy since moving up. Um, I think he was a guy hurt by the day of weigh-in rules. Um, that's when he moved up to 65. What do you mean? Oh, you mean you just mean he couldn't make the lower ones and he had to move Yeah, up. so he was originally yeah, got it, got it. at... Um, 2012 Olympics, 55 kilos, yeah, and then couldn't make that. Bumped up to what was it, 60 at the time, uh, yeah. and went didn't didn't medal at the next Worlds, I think, and then moved back down when it moved up to 57. Did very mm-hmm. well. Went on a hot heater from in 2015, 2016. Obviously yeah. won the Olympics, and then said, okay, I can't make that anymore. <laughs> moved up moved up to you 61 said, hold on you said hot heater <laughs> i'm gonna use that from now on a heater's hot <laughs> don't make it a heater make it a hot heater that's right <laughs> and then when wayans moved to day of he was like okay well i can't even make 61 anymore and moved up to 65 and just whether that's due to weight age he's starting to get kind of old it's Starting to get to him, but yeah. he did look um, decent at the 2019 Euros. Uh, he beat Chikayev pretty bad of Russia. So it, he still got it in him uh, for sure. And, you know, maybe coming off of a break will help. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the weight rules definitely changed what's going on. Um and, you know, maybe I guess I didn't even feel like he was a big 61 um, and because obviously he'd moved up in 55. But, yeah, I mean, that's like there's no way I would ever made 74 kg on, on day of weigh-ins. It just would have been impossible for me. So that that does – I mean, the day of weigh-ins changes the game for sure. Um, but I would think uh, if he literally can't make 61 on day of, 
that he would be an okay size 65. Like he wouldn't be really small. But then again, he maybe he's like, and it's not like he looks super undersized at 65. Yeah. But maybe he's just not. Uh, maybe it's just not an Olympic weight. So we want to move up because of that. Yeah. I mean, he's been ready. He's Olympic silver, Olympic gold. Maybe you want to go back to the Olympics again in 2020 and try to win a third medal. And so that was why he took, you know, he knew he knew 57 day of is totally out of the question. So he can't go there. Um, so maybe that's why. Yeah. And a lot of, especially international guys, not that they don't take world championships serious, but you see Olympic time roll around and yes. that's when it really ramps up. Like they've been peaking for like two years almost, you know, and that's when they really bring it all together as Olympic years. Uh, he yeah. he does have so that that'd be it. Go ahead. Like he does have a real nice, you know, low single fireman's and duck under and so and his defense incredible. So I'm just very interested to see how each guy game plans and comes in like how they score, how they think they're gonna go about scoring. Yeah, I, I got to imagine Yanni is, um, you remember, so Bo, Bo Nickel was here a couple weeks back, and uh, he was just kind of passing through, and uh, I got him to come in to do a practice, and then the next morning, I'm like, hey, Yanni's teaching, and I'm just going to, you know, I, I'm just going to go watch. Would you want to go watch also? And so I got I got him to come in and watch Yanni also. Um, and one of the fascinating things is kind of by talking to them both that, they both watched uh, a gigantic amount of film. Like, you know, I feel like I was too old for Bo where he would have never seen any of my stuff. And he kind of remembered watching that. But I know Yanni had watched a whole bunch of Kinche. Uh, I hate saying his name. We'll say Vladimir. <laughs> Call him Kinche. Call him Kinche. Uh, Kinche. Yeah. Kinche. Okay. He watched a whole bunch of Kinche. So I'm sure he's going to be uh, more than prepared for the matchup. Um, but then Yanni is so diverse. So to be, like I kind of, you were saying earlier, JD, it's going to be interesting to see what path he thinks is the easiest way for victory or is the best way for victory um, because he does – Yanni does have a whole bunch of options that he can go to. He actually – and I know he's a fan of Kinche's as well. He put up kind of a cool Instagram post yesterday about how Kinche was the guy who gave him his cadet world medal in after – because it was in Georgia and mm. uh, Kinche Kishvili had just won the Olympics. So – he was actually the guy that handed Yanni his Cadet World Gold, which is kind of cool. Nice. Yeah, it's very cool that the guy that's winning Cadet World is now like in this very legit all-star bout against the guy that was handing him his medal as the Olympic champion. Um, so now we have the full Beat the Streets card set. So that'll be your main event, and then you have uh, Seth Gross, Joe Cologne, um, which we've talked about, Vito Arujo, Jack Mueller, Gable Stevenson, Trent Hilger, and then uh, Victoria Francis, Alexandra Glade was announced right as the show was kind of kicking off yesterday. And Emily Shilson, Felicity Ter- Taylor was uh, the other day as well. So six really good matches on, on a Thursday evening. You can't beat that. Yeah, I actually kind of yeah. like it uh, that it's not on a Saturday night. It's like, eh, you know, give me something to do on a Thursday night. Kind of cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm in for it too. I'm excited. Live wrestling coming back. Um Right, there's gonna be more and more events coming up over the next week, two weeks. Uh, hopefully, Corona keeps moving down, and we're gonna get back in the swing of things. I mean, there's a there's literally a lot of wrestling coming up. Um, hey, is Super Thirty Two made their announcement? Because I know that comes is coming sometime soon. Because I still no you know, nothing yet pushed in. 
Nothing still? No. I haven't pushed any of my guys to buy plane tickets or anything because I, I feel like and they're going to have a very hard time doing it in North Carolina. So I, I think it's either going to be canceled and or moved, one of the two. Yes, I know they are looking at possible other options. But as of right now, I think – So on their site, it says, based on the timeline, we anticipate being able to make an official announcement regarding the status of this year's event by the weekend of September 12th, 13th. So you that should know in weekend. the next few days, Ben. Boom. By the time we come on the show next week. Um, Kyle, what matchup at, at who's number one are you most excited for? Oh, that's a good question. I'm, I, I like, um, Drake Ayala and, um, Richie Figueroa. I just, okay. I really like the way Ayala wrestles and, and, um, I think he's, he's a little bit bigger than Richie and, and so I'm, I'm excited to see if, cause R- Richie will be going, um, for, he, he's trying to become the first who's number one wrestler to win three matches. At the event. No one's ever won three. No one's ever won three. There's been a handful of guys who have been in it three or four times, uh, but they've not won three. So he's trying to become the first. So I think that's a really cool storyline. I'm really excited for Facundo and Kyle Valencia, who Mike Mao yesterday mm-hmm. was, uh, I don't know if you saw it on our Instagram. He posted like a three-minute-long video. He was at Monster Garage out in California. And Wait, how are they? Is, was that, oh, I don't want to say a live video, but was that a current video? That was from yesterday. Dude, they should be posting videos. <laughs> F and Gavin Newsom's going to come shut their ass down. Did you Co- see all the people there? Yeah. Why, you, you, why are they posting videos? Don't Ben, don't worry about this. They're, dude, they're going to get arrested. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I, like, what? We don't know where that was. That wasn't in California. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> we sure don't know that, anywhere. That but, was in listen, a month. Gr- house that, parties. Yeah, they're shutting down house parties. This isn't house parties. They're shutting down the stupid TikTokers. They're shutting down the TikTok house. They're houses. shutting down everybody. They're shutting down everybody. Listen, don't worry about Monster Garage, okay? Ruben's got it. I'm Ruben- worried about him. No, Listen, but- why would you post a video? Because it's what we do when we're getting content. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let's just talk about what we what we saw on the video. I was saw- worried. I watched that video and I'm like, oh my God. Wait, this is... Like it's happening now. This isn't happening now, is it? There's no way. There's no way this is happening now. Gavin Newsom's gonna be at their garage tomorrow. No, he does, he's, he's a, a big, pirate. He's a, if, he's got if he is, things to worry yeah, about. if he is at Monster Garage, worried about Monster Garage, he he's re uh, readjust his priorities because California. Did you guys see the cops shut down those house parties? Yeah, those are like house parties. They hate those TikTokers. It's like the people on TikTok and YouTubers. They hate those people. Didn't, didn't they uh, shut their no, like, power off? No, they love those off? people. I think they shut the power off. Yes, they shut their power off. Yeah, they did because they're those TikTokers, and they were like, the TikTok people were like, yeah, we don't care. We're going to do whatever we want. They hate those people. They don't hate oh, Ruben Valencia in Monster Garage. He's, he's well, molding and shaping but... young men, making them better. Listen, we're... Your point is taken. California's on fire. They worry about that, Newsom. Um, both, both literally and figuratively. Yeah. So, anyways, what we saw in the video was an absolutely loaded room. Uh, you had Zahid, you had Anthony, uh, you had Kyle, and did you see who else was there, Ben? Someone said Aaron P. I mean, listen, Aaron I watched Pico the video was and the I, I got scared right away. It gave me anxiety. I put the video down. <laughs> Aaron Pico was in the video. 170 is definitely, I think, the matchup I'm looking forward to most. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I think that's I think that's kind of the for me that's the main event. 
Um, I, I love that matchup. I'm really into it. Um, the other one that I really like a lot, I like the Gallagher match of Giovanni. Mm-hmm. Curious to see what's going to happen there. Um, it's interesting because we haven't seen, we probably would have seen in some way, shape, or form a whole bunch of these matchups, whether it was, you know, junior duels or Fargo or yeah, yeah. Um, uh, UWW Cash <laughs> Juniors, and we haven't seen really any of them any time recently, right? They might have wrestled sometime in the past, but now we're talking, right? If we're talking about Fargo match Super 32, or to who's number one, that's a three-month gap. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're talking an eight, nine-month gap, which huge things can happen in that point in time. Yeah, and then another one that that sticks out to me too is Buzakis and Crookham. I know they've hit a few times before, but both yeah, times have been really have awesome seen. matches. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's uh, not only number one versus number two at the weight, but number one versus number two overall prospects in that class is really awesome. Yeah, and that's the, that's a sophomore class, correct? They're now Buzakis and Crookham juniors. Yeah, they're now juniors. Yes. Class of twenty twenty two. Got it. Is this really the first time you guys are having a heavyweight bout at who's number one? It is. You know, it's been tough because a lot of the top-ranked heavyweights uh, play, play football. football, and then it's the events uh, either been on Saturday night or Sunday, and it's just tough for them to get out. and And most of them aren't even doing a lot of wrestling if they're playing football. Um, so, but I, I mean, Keontae Hamilton plays football. I don't know if. He wants His, to play football in college, too. <laughs> but isn't he from Jersey, though? No. He's going to Rutgers. Where's he from? He's from Maryland. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Um, are they, I, they're probably not playing football in Maryland. I don't bro. think they are. I don't think they are. They're trying, to do, they're trying to do a spring season. Um, but yeah. Keontae, Keontae wants to play um, football at Rutgers as well. Um, so we'll see how that works out. But And then uh, he's going to be taking on Chase Horn uh, from Georgia. But, yeah, it's, it's – um, it, I remember we were talking like, is this really the first? Remember we had Gable Stevenson versus Jordan Wood, but that was at 220 when they wrestled. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't yeah, up at heavyweight yet. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. It's been tough to make the heavyweight matches happen, and I know then a lot of people would just get mad. Well, you just bring like the fifth and sixth rank guys. Well, that's not what the event's about. Yeah, I agree. I mean, don't bring the best guys. We and obviously. Yeah, I mean, heavyweights are always playing other sports because they're always good at other sports. And we don't, you know, in our club here, we don't have very many of them because they're playing other sports. Uh, so it's cool to get to see that matchup happen. And I know a lot of kids aren't playing football. In Wisconsin, it's kind of weird because some, most people are playing fall football, but there are some, um, there's some that opted for the spring season. Really? Like so, certain some schools? schools? Like I think, I think maybe it's by conference, but yeah, it's definitely um, some schools are playing, and some schools are, you know, because it's like I had a few kids, you know, that said, "Hey, I'm going to wrestle this fall." I'm like, "Oh, really?" Because I thought you were playing football. He's like, "Oh, actually, my conference isn't playing this this fall, hmm. right?" I'm like, yes, <laughs> I get some... you for another three months. Uh, it's I know there's some stuff going on in Iowa. Maybe if there's anybody in the Iowa chat that can actually give me an update, but I went back basically all normal. Every high school playing football. And then they had their kind of breakouts and cases in some of the metro areas like Ames and Iowa City, Des Moines. And so those schools went virtual, their high schools. And then the state said, well, if your high school is virtual, you can't play sports either. And this was two weeks into the year. And I think it like they even had like a court <laughs> ruling on it. Uh, like if 
because they still wanted to play football. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't know if they came to a resolution or not, but. Yeah. Fellers, fellers won't shut up in the chat. He's from Iowa. So if he wants to have any input, he could just type it on in there. <laughs> Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. So I know uh, Wisconsin starts first games are two weekends from now. I know they started practice this week. I was already uh, everyone's three. Back. My daughter's back to school full time. Um, ready to go. Nice. Yeah, these high schools in Iowa yeah. too, they'd already played two weeks worth of games when this happened. So that's why they were Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> that's so weird how because Iowa is having this outbreak now. It's really strange because they've been one of the most open states, right? I mean, so you'd think if they weren't really taking any precautions, it would have happened at some point previous. But I remember um they were practicing and having tournaments in like I want to say in like July at some point. Um, which was weird because, you know, Wisconsin was more – it wasn't shut down at that point, but there were a lot of restrictions. And then other states like Illinois was like shut down, shut down, and Iowa was kind of going on as normal. So you would think if they were open, they would have had this issue previously because it's not like they were closed and then they opened and all of a sudden the issue happened. It's like they were they were just doing business as is and, um, you know, happens – I guess it just happened now for uh, who knows what reason. The, I know the colleges coming back had a yeah. big – um, that was a big reason behind it. I don't know if that's the sole reason or not, but that was definitely a big reason behind it. Uh, Neil Saunders is oh. an update in the chat. Court ruled uh, with the state of Iowa, all virtual Eagles, no sports. That's trash. Boo, Iowa. Yeah. Boo, Iowa. Sorry, uh. guys. But no, moving forward, October is actually pretty loaded uh, with – wrestling events so we have a lot to look forward to who's number one senior nationals journeyman fall classic well, senior nationals is in iowa do you guys think that'll iowa be a, i mean i was they putting tickets on sale but i mean if the cases in iowa don't tick down uh are they going to either look to move that or just maybe shut that down to no fans um or maybe even no competitor or not a lesser amount of competitors or something i they're wrestling it I, I think it's gonna happen. <laughs> I, I think Hell it's gonna happen. Come hail or high water, they're gonna wrestle. That's right. That's right. No, they're it's happening. It's happening. You can't stop it. Hopefully, juniors and U twenty threes happens as well, and then Super thirty two. Yo, put that put that on the schedule. For God's sakes, why is juniors and U twenty threes not on the schedule right now? I think it's a venue thing. Yeah, and a Ohio Ohio and what's going to happen but as of right now that is still happening so and i think i think that's going to happen it might not be in ohio but and it might not be a world team trials but i think it'll at least be like a junior new 23 national tournament at the least so yeah. i think a lot of college coaches want to get their guys matches and that's a yeah seriously so a lot of these college coaches, they are very type A personalities, um, like go, go, go. And so mm -hmm. if you put them in a situation where they literally – they very literally have not been able to work. I mean, a lot of them can't go yeah. to their offices. They definitely can't recruit. They can't run practices. Like they, I, I have talked to a handful of them. They're, they're going almost – I don't want to say totally they're insane, not, but they're going themselves. partially <laughs> insane. They literally, they literally don't know what to do with themselves. I mean, some of these guys have been doing this for a, a really long time, and now literally you're telling them, they can't run practice, they can't recruit, and they can barely go to the office. Like, what do you do? Doug Schwab can only do so many burpees. Yeah. Before he... 
<laughs> loses his mind. These guys are definitely going crazy. I feel for him. It sucks. It sucks yeah. for everybody involved, um, especially the kids. But hopefully, as Ben has been tweeting, where there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and these cases are coming down, and the vaccine is on its way. So hopefully, hopefully we get there soon. Um, that kid's a globalist. <laughs> I just want sports to be back, man. Uh, okay. Jimmy Overheiser on Twitter. Uh, this isn't an FRL question. He just posed a question on Twitter, but it'd be interesting. Uh, to hear hear your thoughts on it, Ben. He said, would you rather have every state champion from your state be number one in the nation or have every program in your state have a full varsity JV and middle school team? Oh, that's easy. Uh, Number two. Yeah. Yeah, number two, it's simple. I mean, obviously, I I mean, would I like to have a state that's that great, that we're that good, that we have all those people? Yeah, of of course, right? But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's, that's 14 kids. Um, and you know, when we look at, it, it's hard cause sometimes it's hard to define metrics, but you know, when we look at our programs, it's like, yeah, we had the number one kid in the country last year, Keegan O'Toole. Um, and that, that was awesome for us. And we love that. But at the same time, it's like, uh, if you said, I'm going to cut, I'm going to give you a couple more number one kids and I'm going to cut your programs in half. I don't want to do that. Right. Because I want to, I want to be able to help as many kids as possible. And I think when you, when you look at it in that light, obviously it's good for your club, it's good for business, it's good for everything. And your goal as a coach should be to help as many kids as possible. And you know, I gave I gave this speech. We just did our wrestle offs. We have these jewels coming up that you guys are streaming. Mm-hmm. And a lot of kids are kind of annoyed. I mean, we had we had kids who were one bracket. The we had a state qualifier seated eighth and ninth like a high school state qualifier, like way, you know, and top four made a team. And, and so, you know, I said, I said to him, I said, well, you know, you guys, a lot of you guys in the past have complained about partners and, you know, if you want to be a state champion and the best guy you're trained with is a regional qualifier, it's going to be hard to reach those levels. And so same thing when you, when you want to be a nationally ranked guy, you can't train with guys who can't make the state tournament, right? You have to have a bunch of other good guys to elevate your level. And it doesn't happen without that. Sometimes sure it does. Right. But a lot of times, good guys build good guys up. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, we, we need that. We need that. Okay. We're, and we're getting that. And we're giving you that at the same time, we need to balance that with, I don't care what your goals are. I don't care if you want to wrestle division one college. I don't want to care if you want to win a state title. I don't care if you want to make your high school team next year. We're here to help you do whatever you want to do. We are help you. We're here to help you get better. So, you know, balance, balance those things with each other. We're going to try to raise ourselves to the highest level, but no matter who you are, no matter how new to wrestling you are, we're going to try to help you reach whatever goals you have. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's healthy balance to have. So yeah, I would, I would choose that the full lineups for sure. Well, I think, uh, saying, you know, you want the number one recruit in the nation at every weight is kind of short sighted as well, you know, in four years, whatever, all those guys are gone, but the yes. more kids you pull in, just the more talent eventually you will get and eventually those kids will turn good. Just the more kids you have participating, the better you're going to be eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, um, you know, and this is where a lot of coaches, is it, is it the most fun to work with your best guys? And the answer to that is yes, of course it is. Right. And is it the worst to start working with some of those kids who are, are let, maybe less motivated or they have other personal issues? Yeah, it's tougher, right? 
But those are some of the kids you can you can get the most satisfaction and joy out of because if you take a kid who um, you know wasn't all that motivated and all of a sudden you get them to buy in, you're not only getting them to buy into wrestling, you're getting them to buy into themselves. You're getting them to say, I can do this, I can achieve, I can get better. And you get them to find some belief in themselves. Like that doesn't just help for wrestling. That helps for freaking everything. It helps for yeah. school. It helps for personal relationships. It helps for a future job. And so if you can get them to do those things. So it's like wrestling. Again, wrestling is not only about achieving the highest levels, which is, is great. And right, that's one of our goals. But it's also trying to get kids to get better from the sport. And I think, I think it's funny because I think um, – Outwardly, we all acknowledge that goal wrestling can make people better. But then from a selfish point of view, there's a lot of coaches who only focus on their best guys because that – listen, I'm not going to lie. That's the most fun. Working with the best guys is absolutely the most fun. There's no doubt about that, right? But then you have to have in the back of your mind that, yes, while that is the most fun, I need to spread my love to everybody because this sport can help everybody. Absolutely. Preach. I'm on a soapbox this morning. Sorry. No, it's good. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome stuff, though. Um, yeah. With all that said, I'll take the 14 number one kids because if you're not first, you're last. So. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I think uh, the right answer is definitely to have uh, the full the full teams and lineups and really healthy programs. That probably doesn't happen any. That's probably it happens nowhere, right? I mean, that's not even possible. Probably very few places, yeah. I mean, within maybe a small region, that's possible. But as far as like, even you know, say a, a hyper into a state like say Pennsylvania or Ohio, uh, where wrestling's really popular, I got to assume there's a whole bunch of programs which are not very good. Not, oh, my crutches fell. Uh, <laughs> who do not have? Which do not have a whole bunch of people in the program. Got the trusty cut. I talked to my doctor yesterday. Doc, I'm feeling pretty good. I want to ditch these crutches in a couple more days. And he was adamant that I do not ditch them for six weeks after my surgery. Because some tough decisions to make here. <laughs> Still on the pain meds? Uh, I So I took oh, – I'm down to one a day, right? So I take it right before I go to bed. Yeah. Um, yeah so, and, But at this point, they, they were recommending one to two times, four times a day. One to two pills four times a day, so four to eight pills. Um, I'm down to one pill. Uh, I felt pretty good almost all day yesterday, so I don't know, maybe a couple more days of one a day, and then I'll be totally done. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. It's good progress. All right. Well, there's honestly not uh, a ton going on, and we've got some pretty good uh, FRL questions, so do you guys want to go ahead in there? JJ's <laughs> probably making fun of me on Twitter. He said, oh, my God, just fell. <laughs> ah, guys listen i'm giving you the real me i got crutches over here it's a you know it's not ideal i'm making it happen living all my life hey you're, you're fighting you're you're fighting through you're playing hurt you know i'm straight i am yep um okay so Co- coach henry he asked one this was this one made the deadline he asked this this morning and you might need to hear this a few times to like understand it ben because i i had to read Uh-oh. it a few times uh if i had to hit an inside trip and finish with my hands locked around both legs. Oh god. Does that mean I hit a triple double? Why is it called a triple? Because you're around one leg and then you also have a double. Yeah, so you're inside tripping one leg, so that's one, and then you have the double, so that's two, three. I said no. <sighs> I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say that. Uh I, I say no. I think a triple double in wrestling uh, should mean that you hit three double legs in one match, because you know, in, in 
that's that feels like a hard thing to do against a pretty good opponent. And uh, yeah. in basketball, it's not easy to get a triple double. So I think a triple double in wrestling should be literally three double legs. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Let's go three double legs. All right, Adam Rush uh, with Ian Miller joining the App State staff, uh, which we put out last night. Nice get for App State. Can we relive some of his greatest moments? Tyler Caldwell University matches and the St. John match come to mind. He was so fun. He was very fun. Um, I know he lost, but his match with Imar yeah. at NCAs was, mm, was incredible. <clears throat> yeah. He, he was um, a lot of fun. <laughs> I, so maybe I'm blanking right now, Brecky. You guys can help me out because sometimes I forget the exact – but that universities was did he pin Kyle Caldwell twice in the best two or three, and then he also pinned Bo Jordan earlier in the he, same I think tournament. He just tacked Bo Jordan. Yeah, I think he just tacked Bo Jordan. But it was like eleven zero. Yeah, which right? I mean, it was pretty eye opening at the time. Yes, you're just yeah. like holy crap! Like you knew obviously Ian Miller was really good, but you felt like Bo Jordan was like a step above him. And yeah, I know Bo Jordan has like those were like his first freestyle matches ever um but still it was it was it was pretty shocking at the time and i believe he he pinned him twice ben um and two straight matches. Caldwell. yes and it was, man, it was fast wasn't it yes especially the second one yeah. um yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna look to confirm that really quick <clears throat> I, I remember his um i'm wearing the ohio shirt today and it just reminded me um his freshman yeah. year, obviously Kent State and Ohio are pretty big rivals. And um, Ohio has a section of guys who, um, all the red shirts, guys who aren't in the lineup, whatever, they sit there and along with some just like friends of the program and stuff, just kind of heckle the other team, just kind of constantly. And um, they were really giving it to Ian Miller. Um, they were trying to, <laughs> trying, trying to get in his head and uh, – I did not. I don't, I don't even remember who he wrestled from Ohio, but I think he ended up winning by Tech Fall and uh, had a few words <laughs> for the guys in the stands. But I remember, I remember really like thinking like, all right, that that was cool. You know, he he gave it back to us and he, we deserved it. Um, he is up there <laughs> with of the past ten years, like the best to never win it. That's bold. Think so. He he was good. He, what, I mean, what, he what was good. There were a lot of good dudes who, who never won. What are his four placings? Well, that's the thing is, like a lot of times after that. he would lose, he would just kind of check out. Yeah. <laughs> Get discount him. He's out. Not the year he took fourth. Um, he took fourth one year, and I think that was the year he just messed up St. John, and I believe lost to James. Oh, Green. that was wild. He beat St. John down, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, he placed. He was sixth at 2016, fifth at 2015, um, and fourth in 2014. In 2014, I believe is when he he messed up St. John. He majored him like close to attacking him, and it was just like eye opening. How like bad that's it what was. I'm saying. At like when he was wrestling his best, like he was freaking good. Yeah, I, there's no there's no denying that, and I mean he almost no, no denying. He almost made the. I mean, you could argue he should have been in the finals of the year. The Double whole Robito. scoring with the Robuto happened. Um, and then uh, he went to overtime with Imar 
uh, in the NCAA semifinals in a wild match. And, and, he, and he inside tripped him and did, but didn't complete the takedown. <laughs> He should have slipped that double like our man Coach Henry said. Yeah, he should have triple double. He should have triple double. Okay, I'm kind of in on the triple double. <laughs> I'm changing my mind. It's kind of awesome. Like, I, I triple doubled him. Like, that's kind of cool. It's a pretty sweet saying. <laughs> what do you think, Ben? I think the kids can get along with it, yeah. Okay, fine. You know what? Yeah. I changed my mind. It, a triple double, uh, thanks to Coach Henry, is now an inside trip to a double. <laughs> We've changed it. But you can also get a triple-double by hitting three doubles. Um, So that was Ian Miller hour. Um, Pops Redfoot, what is the most important wrestling event you would be willing to cancel for a year if, as a result, Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic competed against each other on Dancing with the Stars? (laughs) (laughs) I'd give up Tulsa. I don't like peewee shit anyway. (laughs) That's fair. I don't even feel like that counts, though, because that's – Important to a lot of well, people. Listen, it's important to a lot of little little kids' parents. It's real to me, damn it. Yeah. Um, I will admit it is fun to look back at Tulsa brackets and like see, you know, multiple NCAA All Americans or national champions in a in a weight class. You know, that finish like one, two, three, four, or whatever at a weight. Uh, Hector Mendez actually hit us up with a photo not that long ago, and it was. Jesse Mendez, Jordan Williams, and I am blanking on the third person. But it was all people like at who's number one this year, and they finished one, two, three. So stuff like that is just kind of cool to like look back on and say, okay, that was kind of cool that these kids were competing at you know age ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, the two Ian Miller matches, there was a fifty-two second pin in the first match and a sixteen second pin. In the second match. See, I remember that 16 second one. It was like double overhooks, wasn't it? He lat dropped him straight Send to that his over back. to Tyler and we can play the whole match. We can. We literally <laughs> take up time. Actually, it does look like double overs. Um, yeah. I think it was double overs. It does look like that. I started the video late. Um, so, yeah. Ian Miller, awesome. he'd been in Oregon State, if you didn't know. Um, he had been in Oregon State the past few years, so. Head back across the country to Boone. You think I Mark got him shit canned because uh, he had too close to a match with him? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, and Spade just uh, hit me up. It was Richie Figueroa. That was the other guy in that Tulsa bracket. Mm. Thanks, Spay. Um, Hi, Spay. Kevin Slater, 53. Uh, one, did you watch BYU Navy Monday night? Thoughts? Uh, and then two, when is Flow Sports getting 2XL and 3XL shirts? But trying to give Flow Wrestling more of my money, but they're making it difficult for fat people. Kevin, you're not fat. Stop being mean <laughs> to yourself. Um, I I was told that our next uh, order that went up on the site was going to have the larger sizes, but uh, now that you've asked this, I will make sure I check into that and try to get you an answer. And Ben, I, I want to talk to you about this BYU Navy game because I don't know anything about it. I know, I know. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down for you. It was one of the worst beatdowns I've ever seen in a college football game. Navy was very good last year, won 11 games. They did lose a number of, including their best player, Malcolm Perry, to the NFL and a few other guys. But still, they should have, I think they were favored to win the game. And they got beat like 55-3. to Like, it it was over from the first play. If it was high school, it would have been continuous clock. Yeah, it would have been running clock. But... Their coach admitted at halftime when they're down like 31 nothing. He's like, 
yeah, we we didn't tackle in all at all in practice. They literally just did walkthroughs for training camp because he was scared of like creating an out a COVID outbreak on his team while his team was getting tested three times a week, and they were having no practicing. they were having no positives. So while he was What's concerned, while he was concerned for their safety of getting COVID, he then had walkthroughs all camp and then put them out there to play a real game against a team that had been tackling and hitting to and just get tackle and they did hit <laughs> just get absolutely slaughtered. Like that is not safe whatsoever either. Like I don't know what in the world he was thinking. He's a pretty good coach, and for him to like think that that would why would he do that? I don't know. I don't know. He, but why, why does having walkthroughs versus having real practices make it any safer when everyone's getting tested? I, I don't know because I guess they're not like hitting and like wrapping up and going it, to the ground. I mean, that would be like you dumb. for like a that's month dumb. straight before Super 32, like not letting your guys finish takedowns to the ground, just like getting in on the high crotch and just like not, not finishing. Not wrestling live yeah. at all, not even sparring. Right, probably. yeah. This is where, the, like, I don't want to say, I don't know if hypocrisy is the right word, but where it doesn't match up where it's like, well, all the kids were all together. I'm sure they were talking and, and slapping hands and doing all that stuff. But you can't let them go full going. That somehow makes them safer. Like, uh, how? How? I, know. I don't get it. What? Get it at all? Just it just like some of these things just make you shake your head and be like, what? I don't understand what they're even thinking. Correct. They're they're in these team meetings together. They're in the locker room together. They're you know they're living yes. and eating and well, also, going to it's, formation and all yes. this stuff that you have to do at the Naval Academy together. That's what I was and they're getting the Naval Academy. I don't know their rules specifically, but a lot of the military academies, like you can't even leave camp. Like you're basically quarantined. Yeah, right. I actually did campus. try going. <laughs> I tried going. I took my daughter to Annapolis, uh, what three weeks ago. And I thought someone told me you could go walk around the Naval Academy. Okay. So I tried. Dude, I got in the door and the guy's like, Let me see your military ID. Like, <laughs> uh, here's my here's my driver's license. And he goes, he goes, uh, what the what's the what's the um military term for get the hell out of here? Uh he goes, That's a negative. Like, <laughs> uh can, can you repeat what you're saying right now? He goes, You Lame can't come in, please. Like, oh, Okay. All right. Have a good day. But it was like as soon I opened the door, it was like, "Let me see your military ID." I'm like, "Driver's license." I remember. So when I was at when I was at Ohio, (laughs) the last couple years, we went to the Navy Classic, and you had to submit to them every single person from your team that was going to be there, and they did like background checks on you and everything. Really? Yeah, because you're coming onto the base, and they had to like check every name that was going to be there and um it, it's Wait, so was someone lying to me about the fact that you could go like tour the campus i don't know you you could, might be you might be able to maybe maybe is it a COVID thing maybe right now well that's what i, I was thinking it was probably a uh, corona thing but yeah you could definitely could not visit the campus they they gave me about one second inside the building and they, they sent me on my way <laughs> they, they weren't even polite about it they weren't even they didn't want to talk to me or nothing it was crap so when i was in high school Team Iowa for would have their Fargo camp at Camp Dodge, which is a military base in Iowa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to name names, but a oh. handful of individuals snuck some females onto the base, which is... Uh-oh. I think that's like Come a Come federal... on, give the names. This is <laughs> the past seven years. Bro, this is over seven years ago. It's beyond the statute of limitations. <laughs> but I think that's like a federal 
offense. Like, yeah, it was seven years ago. Or how, how old are you, Katie? Uh, Twenty-three. Yeah, they can't prosecute for this. <laughs> but uh, it was not fun when uh, coaches actually found out we did a lot of running. It made everybody run. Made everybody run. Made everybody run. Everybody. I always hate that. Yeah, I always hate that when it's like. Because it's like you know that everyone can't police everyone. I mean, you can maybe help out if it's your friend. You can maybe encourage him not to do that. Uh, but, like, how are some kids sleeping in their room going to stop the behavior of some other dipshits who want to do whatever they want? Like, it's just impossible. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. This is a good question from Ben Randolph. Which Olympic weight in the U.S. do you think has the highest number of wrestle- wrestlers who could medal at the Olympics? 57. Hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 74. So do you? Well, do you think Imar can medal? Yes, he's ranked really high, isn't he? In the world, I don't Correct. know what I don't what know it? what Kozak has him at right now. Um. Well, I'm just saying. I think. I think. <laughs> The top three at 57, Thomas Gilman, Dayton Fix, Spencer Lee, have a better chance of meddling than Imar. But they also have a worse – so I guess it's funny because I guess we could say cumulative chances, right? Because like Burroughs, I don't want to say he's a lock to medal, but he's damn near. Kyle Dake, uh, again, maybe not a lock to medal, but – uh, he's yes. really damn near a lot to medal. Um, so with those two, you have almost a hundred percent chance. And if you say Gilman and Fix, I mean um, Gilman has medaled, but it's definitely not a lock. Same thing with Dayton Fix. Same thing with Spencer Lee. And you know, I could see obviously Joe Colon at number seven, who has a world medal at a different weight class. So you could see them doing decent, kind of a little farther down the list. But those top two are almost a lock at seventy four. And then it is also know, slightly could, different. Olympic medal versus world medal. World, yeah, yeah. I could see Isaiah doing it. I could see James Green doing it. Um, Jason Nolf, I'd like to see some more international stuff before I would say I could see Jason Nolf doing it. So, uh, Imar is 15th right now with our man Kozak. Really? Yeah. Kozak, are you sure about this? Oh, you look at it, though, like, there's like six Russians ranked ahead of them. They can only send one to world championships. True. It will be Sitikov. Um, right, obviously. Um, but there's like six other Russians ranked ahead of them. Um, so that, that narrows down the field a good bit. I, I kind of think it's 74 as well. You look at 65, Zane's never medaled. Joe's never made a team. Deion's never made a team. We've been medaled there since like, what's it, 06 or something crazy? Well, that's just because the field at 65K in the world is ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's the hardest well, yeah. weight internationally. <laughs> so, what do you yeah, think that's about the question? And I know Ben. What do you think I'm about eighty-six with David Taylor, and then let's say Bo Nichols there, and then Zahid, and then even going all the way down to Alex Deeringer. Yeah, because Deeringer's ranked relatively high. Um, yeah, I, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I, I guess I, I see your argument there, but I would say same thing. Like David Taylor, I would say would be relatively high. I would need to see Bo Nickel at this weight class at the world level to say that. I mean, you could go with it's 97. I feel like um, Kyle and Jaden are both almost locks. Yeah. Yes. So that's two guys that are really highly. And then if Bo Nickel's there, that's a third guy who's, I don't know what to say likely, but has a really good chance at meddling. So I guess you could count him in. 
Okay. Yeah. Tough question. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think it, I think uh it's seventy four. Cool. Um moving on. Uh I don't know if we want to do this one. Miles, uh, he's been asking some great questions today or this week. International wrestling draft. Who'd be your number one, number two pick out of the current college wrestlers to be on your international team? Uh, what does this mean exactly? What do they mean exactly by? Are we talking like fantasy wrestling where they score points, or basically who do you like... think the two best? Um, if who are the two best college guys right now, or who will do the best internationally on the senior level that is in college right now? Or is it I who we like the most? I think it can be like, whatever you want. Who do you? I think it's up to you. But, do you want the guys build my are, team? Uh, yeah, build your team. Build my team. So I get, I have them training with me in my room. I I think I'm probably taking Clint Spencer Gable. and Yanni. I'm taking Spencer and Yanni. They're guys. They're both, uh, uh, you know, really close to making the team already. They have a huge future ahead of them. Yanni's uh, been right there with some of the best in the world. Spencer Lee's obviously won world medals at, at the younger age groups. So if we're talking current college guys, that's who I'm going to go with. I was going to say. Gable and Spencer. Uh, so I was thinking too, but Yanni absolutely is in the mix there too. Um, Makai Lewis, another guy. See, that's... you get your you get your bread and your bread with Spencer <laughs> and Gable, and then you fill in the meat later. Oh gosh, this and you got an inter- international delicious sandwich. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I think it, it's some combination of Spencer, Gable, Yanni. Maybe Dayton Fix. Yeah. Um, I think Makai Lewis deserves to be in, in the conversation as well. Um, let's see. Uh, we got we did get some – we're getting into some of the football questions now. Um, Josh, at no number in name, if Saquon Barkley started with the ball at his own 20-yard line and you started your own 20-yard line, how many tries would it take – you to tackle him before he well, got ben to the end zone. Ben can't even walk. So. Well, this is, this is this is if it's healthy Ben. So Ben Saquon Barkley is one of the best running backs. He's really in the good. League. Yeah, he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. He's also incredibly fast. I mean, ben, you are not tackling him. I'm sorry. None I'm of us really are tackling small. him. You think it's impossible, huh? Because I was kind of thinking it's going to be really hard. Like if you well, did Oka- if you if... Oklahoma drilled him, like you could well, maybe right. take him down. What's if, o- but if, he, if he gets drill? like a head running what's start, you start two dudes. Oftentimes you're lying on your back, and then they say, and then you wake up, or wake up, you wake up. stand up. <laughs> do and you think you're, you're actually <laughs> asleep in this drill? <laughs> do you think you have to go to sleep to do this drill? Maybe. Also, you know what be... drill they, hold on. What's this drill called? What do you guys call this drill? I used to do this in little kids football I played when I played. And I'm sure like with CTE, there's no way in hell they do this anymore. But I always thought it was so much fun. Where you have like a line of kids, like say 10 kids here, 10 kids here. And it's relatively close. I mean, we're talking like, five feet in between them, you right. know? And the guy on each end has to get up, circle around, and then come back and hit in the middle. Like we call that meet in the middle. What do you guys call oh, we that? We never did that drill. Yeah, I never did that drill. It was awesome. You got, I like it, But though. it was so narrow, you got to just put your head down and That's, smash. that's Oklahoma it drill almost on steroids because you get a running start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then, then someone asked uh, – who would win in Kyle Webster asked who would win an Oklahoma drill fit chill or healthy Ben? Wait, what's the Oklahoma drill? So that's like, kind of like either JD was saying you start on your backs, you flip over and then one of you has a ball 
and one of you is the tackler. Or a lot of times you see it with they'll do one lineman and then a running back and one defensive lineman and a linebacker, and it's in a very tight, confined, confined space. Um, mm. But this would just be, would just be one-on-one. Either you get the ball or Chael gets the ball and, and you're on defense or he's on defense. Chael who, who, or Kale? Are we talking Chael or Kale? Chael. Hold on. Chael Sonnen. I'd tackle Chael, no problem. <laughs> would you score on him? If you had the ball, would you score on him? Nah, probably not. I'm too slow. Okay. Well, it, it's yeah. you're in a confined space, so like you got to go through him to score. It's about power. Yeah. Mm. It's about getting probably hit, keeping your feet moving, reaching that ball over the goal line. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> all right. All right. Andrew Escada, can your After Hours podcast with Ben, Sion, and Chill please be called the Pilecast? <laughs> I don't see why not. I like it a lot. Uh, I do feel like we could probably do something better, though. I do like Pilecast because it's, you know, it's a nod to Chill making fun of CP and, like, this After Hours show CP has no control over and he, he can't cut your mics. Um <laughs> But I don't know. I feel He's like out. I feel like it can be a little edgier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are we actually gonna do it, or are we just gonna talk about it? Uh, we're mainly gonna talk about it. But <laughs> let's, let's at least just workshop a name right now. Let's get a name going, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. I think you, you know what I think you do. You just let Sion come up with the name. He's just gonna ramble on it, and then he's gonna come up with something just totally outstanding. Yeah, yeah, T- something totally outstanding and absolutely inappropriate. But it'll be great. <laughs> Um, the real Avery Lynch. I, I think this is the third time he's made it in this week as well. Which present or current wrestler Easy. would win Dancing with the Stars? I think so. Yes, that that was who I was gonna guess. He already is just dances constantly on his social media. But I think you can't you can't rule out some of these Russians who can lesginka really well. I feel That's like true. Like the way they move their hips with the lesginka. Like I feel like they could be taught really if they're like with the right dance. Boltekayev. Yeah, Boltekayev. He loves to do it. <laughs> How do you spell lesginka? I'm trying to spell. I'm gonna look that up. Uh, I don't know. Oh, it's close. I think it's close. That's it's L E Z G I N K A. Yeah, look up that video. Now, lesginka is a collective name originally given to by Russians to the all Caucasian dances united by the fast six eight rhythm. Can be made solo or pair dance. You know, have right, you never seen you any of the, like the Russian uh, wrestlers do it? Yeah, what, is it where they? Yeah, I, I think I have. I'm gonna I'm gonna say you know, they, they kind of do. Karbanaliev had an awesome one after he won uh, one worlds. Uh, uh, <laughs> like I love Kirby like, so much. I love so funny. I know. <laughs> yeah, we need to get this uh, out. I don't know if he can dance, but the other guy does all kinds of tricks on Instagram. Be Reese Humphrey, but I have no idea what his dancing skills. He, break, like. he can break dance. He can break dance. Yeah. So um, there you go. I was, I was, he's got that sector. I was trying to think of some uh, some current wrestlers that uh, oh now they're just throwing them in the air. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, some current wrestlers that uh, break it down on dance. I don't know. Uh, how about this? Any. Hayden Hydley checking in with a question. Uh, he wants to know who would throw a football further, me or Ben? My shoulders are gone, Bracky. It's gonna be you for sure. You know, with the, with the disc golf. I can't throw a tomahawk more than I don't know one one fifty or so. Um, yeah, I, I can put it on point. I can put it right where I need, where I need to put it. I just can't. Uh, I can't put it very far. I was gonna say me as well. So I'm glad you said that. <laughs> uh, you're looking at the 
third string quarterback of the Jackson Junior High School football team. Not to Beautiful. brag. Um, we should get a one of those Nerf guns with like the tail thing on it and Nerf just footballs, have a throw you mean? off. Well, some Nerfs don't have the little whip. I know you said them. gun. You said a Nerf gun. Oh yeah, football. <laughs> <laughs> I meant football. What were those things called? Uh, what were they called? The ones you could throw super far? Vortex. Yes, vortex. I had. Because yeah. they go. Yeah, I had a vortex. Yeah, we it should. We sick. should get one and have a throw off here in the office. Heck yeah, I'm in. Uh, thanks for checking in with us, Hayden. Uh, I think. Uh, I think the Hadley Bros are going to be in Iowa as well. Oh really? Nice. Yeah. Senior Senior Nats will be fun. Uh, I'm trying to. There's a lot of people ask football questions. I was just joking. A lot of people. A lot of people took it serious. People Uh, love football. The Big Belly Wizard. Uh, What position would you, JD, Pyle, Asker, and Bader, and Sion play if you were on the same football team? So all right, let's do this. Pyle's the bench warmer. He can't play in position. (laughs) Too small. So do you? Do you want me a quarterback? I was about to say, I think you're going to have to be quarterback. All right. I'll be quarterback. Yeah. Christian's going to have to be receiver. I'll I'm be running back. slow. Like, uh, yeah. Well, you get to be small people because you're small. Kyle's Bader not very small. large. Bader's a, small. We're going to play some. Are, 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 are we, are we both? We're both? going to play some eight-man football here like they do in some of the – some of the states like Iowa and uh, Montana and mm. stuff. Nebraska, they even got play it. six man. Nebraska's got six man. Jeez, that's crazy. Uh, wow. So we'll just go on the uh, we can go on the offensive or defensive side of the ball. So I'll be quarterback. JD, are you fast? Can you catch? Oh, I can catch, dude. You can catch. All right, you can be a wide receiver. Um, I want Bader as a running back. Yeah. He's he's fast and he's just crazy. He'll put his head down. He's like shifty. Yeah, he's shifty. Um. Sion needs to be a lineman, whether it's on offense or defense. Uh, ben, you can be a tight end. Tight ends aren't the fastest. You kind of got some size to you. I can see you just like... Back on the pound. I can just see you barreling down the field like Jason Witten. <laughs> He's somehow still playing football. I mean, if, if, if all you small guys at floor trying to tackle me, I might get somewhere. If it's a big <laughs> guy, I don't know if I'm going to get anywhere. <laughs> um, okay, let's see here. Uh, Jacob Hoogley, the Matt Geek. Uh, I probably just butchered that last name. Sorry, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on Hokie Wrestling's lineup for 2021? Uh, I feel like it's pretty strong. I think they were just outside uh, my top 10 in the dual rankings. Um, but they have the possibility to move up because, yeah, they had him 12th. <clears throat> you look, Corbin Myers got a sixth year. Um, I just, we don't really know what we have in him. He had a neck injury. Uh, that he missed last year with, but Sam Latona at 125. I'm very excited to see Latona. Yeah, see, arguably should have beat Nick uh, Pinchinini last year. Uh, He had a win over Camacho of NC State, I believe, Mm -hmm. um, early in the year. Now, will we see Makai? I think think so, yes. Really? He could take another Olympic. I think it's going to be a few more months until people start determining – where what they're gonna do? Um, that, that's fair. Yeah, there's no point <laughs> saying I'm definitely gonna wrestle right now when yeah. who knows what the season will even look like. Will it be worth it? Yes. Yada yada. So, but that's fair. I think uh, when I put this together, when I, why I say yes is because of what I was hearing over the summer when we thought we were just gonna have a pretty normal season. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Colin Girardi uh, probably bumping up from 133 to 41. Um, and Bryce Andonian, I really liked last year. I thought he could have been a bracket buster at NCAAs. He's just kind of got a wild style, and I think he's just going to get better with another year in the room. And then at 57, Connor Brady he had a pretty solid redshirt year going 9-3. and three. Blue chip recruit out of Ohio. Um, should be really nice at 157. Uh, then possibly Mackay at 165. Uh, if so, he's the man to beat. And at the whole weight in the country, 174, Cody Howard. I think at Cody the, Howard. What? At the whole weight. At the whole weight. <laughs> as, a, as opposed to only half of the weight. Well, I was just saying, like, the guy to beat, I just wanted to clarify that he is the man to beat in the nation. In the nation that is He's the United States of America. <laughs> Anywhere. Uh, Anywhere. You can try to take him down. You probably won't because he's really good at not getting taken down. Uh, <laughs> 74, I think, is kind of up in the air for them. Dakota Howard uh, wrestled some 84 last year, and he's going to try to get down to 74, but uh, he's pretty big. So we'll see how that goes. And at 84, you have Hunter Bolin. It's, of course, uh, number two in the whole nation, the entire Bolin, nation. Bolin, Bolin. <laughs> um, Stanley Smelter running it back in 97, and then uh, Big John Boris holding it down at heavyweight. They also have... Hunter Kaka there too, but I think I think it's definitely gonna be Boris. He's gonna redshirt, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, I Kaka. think so for sure. Um, I mean, the Hokies, the Hokies are really good again. Um, you know, Coach Roby has continued on what what Coach Dresser started there, and this is gonna be a team that, with the way they're recruiting, is gonna be not going anywhere. No, they're a top ten team every single year, and they they got two guys in the top two in the country. That's that's really impressive and really hard to do. Ben, any thoughts on uh, Christian Powell's Hokies? No, uh, I think you Fire outlined Christian it better Powell's than Hokies. I could. They have they have two really good guys that could place really highly, uh, and that's going to drive some big points at NCAs. Yeah, absolutely. And then I feel I I would probably pick Latona to place right now. Um, he's ranked twelve just because great last year. he didn't right. He didn't have as many opportunities since he wasn't in the lineup to hit a lot of really good guys. Um, so I would expect him to cl- climb those rankings even more. Okay. I, I think uh, I think that's pretty much it for today, unless you guys see anything else you would like to, like to answer or throw out there. No, I feel like next week is going to be exciting because we're going to be getting really close to some wrestling. We'll be able to talk about... Uh, my duels, hopefully a little bit. I hope we'll have some lineups and we'll have some really good matches to talk about. Um, then we got a couple live events next week. And then once we hit that, I feel like after that, we're rolling. I feel like, Kyle, we've done an admirable job. I'm going to pat ourselves on the back. We went six months with almost <laughs> no wrestling. Think about that. Yeah. With it's like crazy. Just, yeah. All that was really was in there was just like two random one-off events. Um, yeah. That... That was it. Put, yeah, I mean, shout out to us, but most importantly, uh, shout out to us. Shout out to you <laughs> listeners who, for some reason, still listen to us and still send us questions yes. and still so talk about food and football. Yeah, and still called us on our BS when we said something stupid, and still made these Facebook and app chats good. Uh, we couldn't have done it without you guys. Um, so we really appreciate you guys always sticking by us and i promise here very soon we will get back to talking about actual real wrestling and you won't have to hear us reminisce on these old NCAA tournaments yes, thank or you. real wrestling <laughs> real wrestling uh or speculate on the state duels that our man jd for the most part put together 
Um, so yeah, that was kind of that was that. a million years ago, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a million years ago. All right, thank you guys. It's been a really fun week. Uh, thank you to JD for filling in while Christian was either on vacation or fired. You will find out Tuesday. Who knows what's gonna happen? Um, once again, thank you guys so much, and uh, enjoy the football this weekend. Go Pack Go. Peace.